Okay, it's my joy and my privilege to invite two of our family members, Jabba and Lilian, who are going to come and share about the mission of Jabalani Coffee. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank, thank you very you. much. Thank you. Um, I'm biased, but that's our daughter. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, everyone. Um, good uh, still morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, church. Good morning. Thank you so much for um, having us today. My name is Jabo, Jabo Tera, for those uh, um, who don't know my, me. And uh, this is my wife, Lillian. Lillian Uimana Butera. And um, we have uh, 10 children, <laughs> which is true. Under us, we have 10 children who we are responsible for directly. And I think in the house, we bought uh, four or six? We have six in total. No, not in the house, I mean today. Oh, today we four. have four. I can't even remember the number. Yeah. There were some uh, sitting here. Um, yeah, but four. 10 children. Great woman. <laughs> um, we live uh, in Devonport, and uh, that's where we grow our potatoes. That's our home. This is our church. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to say, start with a thank you very much to uh, Pastor Steve and Becky. Um, now we've given Steve a name. He's called uh, Oga Steve. <laughs> For those who are from Nigeria, they might know. I think some of our brothers are here, the sisters are not here today. This is our Oga, in the chief, <laughs> in an African world. <laughs> He's the chief. Um, but thank you so much for giving us an opportunity. And it's a great day for us today. Um, we've been to many stages um, around the world, but we've never been. In the house of the Lord. So today is a big day for us. It's a new season. Thank you, church. It means a lot for us, and thank you for giving us this opportunity. So um, we are giving a chance to speak about a product called Jabalani Coffee, but I'm just going to tell you the journey of it because it's a coffee with a mission. It's a coffee with a purpose, and it's there on the screen um, Seen about. I'm, I'm just going to be a few minutes uh, going through about what is the coffee and what's the journey of it. Let me just tell myself so that I can uh, take you through it. And then uh, my lovely lady will come and uh, talk about the world of God. Is that okay? Thank you. Can you hold it? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Now I've got the stage. So, um, yes, the coffee is called Jabalani Coffee, and um, it's a South African name most of the time. And uh, yeah, that yesterday they won the. Yeah, I should mention it because of the game yesterday. For those who didn't watch it, I'm gonna say it. South Africa beat England yesterday <laughs> in rugby. <laughs> yeah, every, everyone was the winner. Everyone was the winner. But that name. That name, it means rejoice. Rejoice. Come on, 
this means rejoice. And uh, for those who maybe follow football, um, there was a World Cup in Africa, in South Africa, and uh, it was called, the football was called Jabalani and the stadium was called Jabalani. What is the, uh, the mean of it, where it comes from? So back home in Africa, you don't ask mom, what are you cooking? You know those questions, mom, what are you cooking today? All you know, mom is cooking, right? And you know you're going to eat. You don't have any other problems because every children is like that. Mom is cooking. You don't know where the food comes from. You, you, all you know, mom is cooking. And then the day you're going to see, mom brings out the big pot because normally she cooks in a small pot because just the family, just you, uh, except in my family, it's 10 of us, 12. Um, when moms bring the big pot, you don't even ask, you know, party's on. And that pot is called Jabalani. That big pot. Whenever that big pot comes out, what happened? Party's on. When then the party's on, because you know you're going to have a party tonight, you start celebrating already during the day as a child. So when you're playing football, you're just so happy. We're going to have party. That's Jabalani. That's the meaning of Jabalani. It means rejoice. So this Jabalani coffee has a journey. And I just want to, three things you can go home with it. Everything has a journey. And Miraculously, God works in three ways. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But it's the same with everyone. You have a genesis, a beginning. You have the now, and you have the future. So you have to look at where you come from, where you are, and where you're going. So this coffee is the same. It has a genesis, it has a beginning. So a genesis, most of the time, what I'm going to take you to is when you think about the beginning, everything begins with what? Relationship. Everything is relational. I don't know if my screen is going to be showing, but maybe the colors are too much in there. Uh, it's everything is relational at the beginning. And this coffee started with a relationship with um, a young man here. He's called Theo. don't know if you can see much. Um, this is a, um, a young man who uh, is an orphan. Um, during we had a w um, war in Rwanda, a genocide. And uh, he lost everyone except himself. And he was taken by uh, some uh, Americans who were nice to him and took him uh, into America, gave him education. But whatever was there, he was feeling, I need to find my relation. I need to find my relatives. And he wanted to come home and find his relatives. So he's an orphan, and he's been walking the hills of Rwanda for the past eight years and haven't found a relative. But because he'd been to um, America, he created this relationship with everyone who lives abroad, um, we call diaspora. So he created this relationship with diaspora. So one day, he put, when he was doing his journey to looking for his own relatives, he came across, um, he met a lot of children in need and poverty. He came across um, a young girl um, called Dorcas. And uh, he put on his Facebook, please help this girl. She was going through cancer, four years old. And it puts, say, can you help this girl? So in Rwanda, there is a, a center uh, which treats cancer. A really um, good center, high quality, and everything really beautiful. It's a, um, a gift from uh, um, Bill and Melinda Gates. But this center is right up in the mountain, a bit far from where they go, the girl was living. So the guy was asking help to pay the ticket for this young girl to go get treated. He put the call out there, help this girl. We say, okay, it's not a big deal. We can do that. And I spoke to my relationship and say, can we? <laughs> so it starts with that relationship. 
helping this girl. Uh, good news, um, she survived cancer, she got treated, she's well, she's I think uh, eight or nine now, and it started with there. Help that girl, relationship. That's the genesis of the coffee. But there is many of Dorcas, and we could not just help one. The demand was growing. And we thought, what can we do to sustain? Because she went for the treatment, after the treatment she came back home, but she had to go back again for the check, so we're not gonna be tw sending 20 pound, 50 pound every time. We thought, what can we do so they become sustainable? We asked what's going on, where does she live? We found, oh, she lives with her grandma, grandma who works on the coffee farm, and that's where the coffee came in. Well, like, we live in England. England is the place where they consume a lot of coffee. So let me tell you statistics. Coffee is the highest uh, commodity sold in the world, second highest commodity sold in the world after oil. So the number one is oil, number two is coffee. So we see most of the time the oil, the tanks, the tankers going down the motorway because it's liquid and the way it's taken. Oh, you see the tankers are uh, carrying oil. So that's the first highest commodity. The second is coffee. And England is the biggest consumer. We live in England. That girl's come from a coffee place. One plus one is there. So we thought, this is what we're doing. We've already had a relationship. We go to the next stage, the purpose. So it's no longer just paying. It's the purpose of a change. What is it we're doing the changing of life? So that Dorcas and everyone else can grow. So we went on the second part, which is getting the coffee from at the cooperative and bringing it to you here in England. It's roasted at Ivy Bridge. So these are some pictures of uh, uh, when I went on the farm last year. I took some of my colleagues from uh, um, Plymouth and Ivy Bridge. And you can see on the says coffee with purpose. This coffee is with purpose. As I'm saying, it started with Dorcas, but it's more than just one Dorcas. There are hundreds of them. The cooperative we work with has majority are women. We have 287 women who are members of that cooperative. These are just women. Now imagine how many children. That's the purpose. We don't want to see another Dorcas. And if there is another Dorcas, we're going to be there. Coffee will be there. This coffee will be there. So when you consume a coffee, it's about that purpose. So these are the uh, farmers. Um, can we go to the next slide? See what I did put there. Um, so what our dream is, we want to buy all their crops. At the moment, we're not capable of purchasing all of it. It's quite big. We just have half a container at the moment. Um, sometimes a container, full container, but they produce more than that. Our aim is to buy all of it. We buy it on a fair traded price. So we buy on the highest price, which is regulated by the fair trade. So it's a fair trade. It's organic. All, all the criteria are very read about it. But we want to help more dockers. Help that girl. That's the aim. Um, can you go to the next one? Um, so these are the ladies. Um, Teresa, she's the president of the cooperative. She's the one who put the women together. She was here early this year. You met her. Um, she came to England. She's never been to England. She came first time because of this coffee. But she went back inspired to inspire more women um, to get to the next stage. We work with Owens, which is a, a roaster here in um, Ivy Bridge. Um, can you see the next one? So what we want to do, this is, uh, you see, now we go to the next stage. So we've done the relationship. We've done the purpose. You've seen the purpose. But what is more important is the legacy. 
So you started the genesis, where we are today, but where are we going? And where are we going to leave as a legacy? So we want to build. So um, this one is kind of, so go to the next slide, maybe it'll give a better picture. So we want to build this house. This is a nursery. Because um, in Rwanda, the system is working well once you start going to school for a child. You start school at age of five. But zero to five, there's not much of that support. So it means like a, if you want to go and see a, a, a nurse, you need to go to the health center. But if you're at school, you go to school every day. You don't go to the health center every day. It's not a place to go every day for a child. But these mothers, they want to come back to the farm quickly to work, to earn money. Because if they're not working, they're not earning money. If they're not earning money, something is not going well. So they stop breastfeeding early. Um, they leave the children behind. So we, th we have a high death rate for the children zero to five. And we thought we need to solve this problem. How can we do that? So with the purpose in place, our what we're looking as a legacy is building a nursery, which is a three-store building. That will give a chance to the parents to bring the children with them at the nursery, at the farm. So they don't have to leave them at the village. They'll come with the children. They can breastfeed on their break. We can, if they have a fever, someone can look after them. We can give them milk. That progress zero to five will be there. And this is being built in partnership. Again, we go back to that relationship. An architect from here, Plymouth, Patrick Degan, he's the one who designed this free of charge. We have people who are coming with us on board to build it free of charge. You tell me where else you can find that money if it's not in Jesus. Where else? We don't have the money. We didn't know the Patrick and others, but through relationship, things are falling in place. That's the legacy the coffee will be leaving. And how many Dockers will have a chance? That's the mission. So the mission, it can be a long or far away. You might think a mission, I need to go to Africa to do the mission. The mission starts here. Where you are. What you have. Because Jesus is not there only. He's here. Because you hear said at the end, for us to get to that legacy, all through, this has been Jesus working with us. And what he left as a legacy when he went, he says, I leave you the Holy Spirit to carry you to your legacy. It's everywhere. So my, my question be today, your legacy, leave it, but work with the Holy Spirit. Because that's what Jesus left us to carry us to leave legacy in everything we're doing. I think I've got one slide or two. There is a, that girl. <laughs> That's uh, Lillian. Yes, showing you the coffee. Without any further ado, please welcome Lillian. Oh, the accolade we got. Again, only Jesus can do that. We went in the market 2021. 2022, we got the accolade, like uh, the, the, the um, Devon and the Devon drinks 
something Devon coffee drinks, in accolade, all the drinks in Devon, they give them an accolade to see what's the best is the best. We got the gold. Yeah. Not only we got the gold in 2022, in 2023, it went on a national level with, because for you to be organic means it demonstrates you don't have chemicals. By the way, the coffee you're consuming is high premium quality, is organic. Organic means we don't use chemicals when it's being processed. No chemicals. So to, for you to be regulated or for someone to check it, there's a soil association. It's a charity that's been here for about 120 years in England. Started it to check everything to make sure those who say they're organic, they're really organic. We entered that competition two months ago, and guess what? We became the best, the number one best organic coffee in England. If it's not Jesus, <laughs> who else? Imagine that big accolade and that coffee is the house here in Plymouth. Thank you. Oh, wow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He can take small things and make them great. Yeah. We just have to believe it. We just have to have faith that in our saying yes to the core, the rest is Jesus. Yeah. We started this coffee with zero pound. I mean, we didn't have money. When you think about coffee drinkers, when you think about uh, people who go in this trade, they have a lot of money. But we didn't, we have a heart and we said yes, and the rest was history and now we have Jabulani coffee. So I'm so glad I'm on this journey with my husband. I'm so glad that we said yes to the call. And today I have a privilege of speaking to you about the word of God. Saying that I am nervous is an understatement. <laughs> I know that this is, was coming. I didn't know when, but I'm glad it's today. And I'm glad is in the theme of Mission Week. Before I go into the Word of God, let, let us pray together. Father God, thank you. Thank you for the privilege of taking a woman like me, from where I come from, for all that I've been through, for everything that I have gone through to get to this place where you can use me as a vessel. You can entrust me with the world that I'm going to speak to your children. Father God, I know that there is one person or two today who's going to benefit from the voice that is coming through me. And I pray that as we hear this word, Lord, that it will build faith in us to do more exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we think of. Why? Because we have you, Jesus. Because we have the power within us. 
There is no time to stay and think that we still wait for pastors, we still wait for those who are great. In our little marketplace, Father, you can still use us. Father, allow my anxiety, my fear to diminish and allow your power to speak through me so that your children may be blessed this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. I was thinking about the theme of today, and I was like, my goodness, people who have been on this stage have done great work around the world. And I was wondering, what am I going to bring to the house? First, we are the children of this house, so we are not coming. Those who were coming to speak about mission, they were coming from outside to get us excited about what the Lord is doing outside. But today, I am the daughter of this house, and I'm coming to speak about mission. And I thought, how can we do that if we can't speak about our marketplace? And this theme came to me on Friday. I think pastor was in Jabulani on Friday, and I was like, I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm struggling because I don't know the theme that I'm going to use. But as I went... I think I went to the restroom, and I went to the storeroom, and I heard the voice of the Lord speaking to me, our marketplace. And I wanted to first go into Luke. I didn't put the, sl uh, the slide of the word of God because I wanted to encourage everyone to hold their Bibles and to check Luke chapter 12. The first one, please. Let's stay on the first one as we open the word of God. Look. Twelve. Forty-two. To forty-four. If you have the Bible, if you have your Bible and you dare say amen. amen. The Lord answered, Who then? is the faithful and the wise servant. He is the one that is a master will put in charge to run the house of the Lord and give the other servant the share of the food at the, prof at the proper time. I will repeat that. The Lord answered, who then is the faithful and wise servant? And the response was, he is the one that he is the master will put in charge to run the household and to give the other servant their share of the food of the proper time. 43, how happy that servant is if his master find him doing this when he comes home. 44 says, indeed, I tell you, the master will put that servant in charge of all his property. Amen. Our marketplace started four years ago. I think it was just a year before COVID or a few months before COVID when we started the Jabulani food court. So you are hearing about the Jabulani coffee but really the genesis of the Jabulani coffee started in the food court that we found 
at the Union Street. We didn't know that this was a mission at the beginning. We just said yes. We didn't know that we were servants. We just said yes. We didn't know that through the journey, so many people will enter that place called Jabulani Food Court and will be restored and will be mended and they will bring some life into, into their lives. We didn't know that. But what we did know is that we had Jesus. What we did know is that if we trust in him and if we follow our heart, which was to love people, we will see it through. COVID came, we had a great plan to, to build something. COVID came and everything went down. And it was like the dream, or it was like the call of our marketplace was shattered. But the Lord knew that as he sa we said yes, we will keep going. And as COVID finished, the first time the lockdown was lifted, we call up the ladies that we had with us and we say we are going to start. If you go to the next slide, please. What is our marketplace? Hallelujah. Our marketplace is where the Lord has planted us. Us, me and my husband, and the people we work with, our marketplace was the people of Plymouth who are less represented, who are the minority, who didn't know how they can go to the next stage. That was our marketplace. Our marketplace was to bring hope, to bring something different, to bring less hassle, to bring people together, to allow people to bring their talent together to better themselves. That was our marketplace. Our marketplace was to see women coming together, sharing their passion, starting to make money for their families and bettering themselves. That was our marketplace. Our marketplace was so defined. We knew that it was going to be hard, but what we knew is that we had it all in us. COVID came and we thought, oh my goodness, how are we going to do this? But I remember vividly how everything fall into place. I'm not gonna go into that story because it's gonna be a long one. But what I know is where we were three years ago and where we are now, it is far beyond what we expected. That marketplace, when we started it, we thought it was just an entrepreneurship journey. It was just bringing these women together giving them a space to strive and giving them the exercise of a life that they've never experienced before. That's what we thought. What we didn't know is that that yes that we said wasn't only for us, wasn't only for the women who were participating, it was for the whole community. What we didn't know is that the city needed something like this to define the different people who were coming within Plymouth. We didn't know that. We didn't know that people needed food to commune so that they can start thinking about diversity in a different way. We didn't know that. We didn't know that doctors, people from the council, 
We didn't know that one day our sister Elizabeth will be cooking for the royal family. We didn't know that. We didn't know that it will get to a point where what we do becomes something that is going to transport the city to the next level of understanding the difficulties of people who come in this city from elsewhere. We didn't know that. What we knew is that we had a heart of serving. What we knew that we have a master if we say yes and if, if, if we dare to love enough, we will do it. Let us turn our Bible to Ephesians 1, 3.23. Bear with me, Ephesians 1, 3. This is a long one, and I will, I will assure you that my reading is not the best, but the Lord will help me. Let us give thanks to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. For in our union with Christ, he has blessed us by giving us every spiritual blessing in the heavenly world. When we started Jabulani Food Court, when we started the mission that we were planted here in Plymouth, we never knew this. And now that we know that the purpose of having Jesus in our heart and in our mind and in our, in our being was to bring forth something that was going to be transformative, sometime, if we knew the end to the beginning, we will say no. I don't know, maybe I will say, listen, you go by yourself, I go and find a job. <laughs> if I knew the end to the beginning, even before the world was made, God has already chosen us. Hallelujah. Before the world was made, God has already chosen you. To be his, to be his through our, to be his through our union with Christ, so that we will be holy and without fault before Him, because of His love. God has already decided that through Jesus Christ He will make us His sons and daughters. This was His pleasure and purpose. I want someone to hold that so dear. This was His pleasure and purpose. Let us praise God for his glorious grace, for the free gift he gave us in his dear son. For by the blood of Christ, we are set free. That is, our sins are forgiven. How great is the grace of God, which he gave to us in such large measure. <laughs> he didn't give just a portion. He gave in such large measure all his wisdom and insight god did what he had god did what he had purposed and made known to us that the secret plan he has already decided to complete to complete by means of christ i told you my reading is not perfect but i'm hoping you're following to this plan which god will complete when the time is right is to bring all creation together when the time is right, is to bring all creation together. 
everything in heaven and on earth with Christ as head. All things are done according to God's plan. Hallelujah. All things are done according to God's plan and decision, and God chose us to be his own people in union with Christ because of his own purpose, based on what he had decided from the very beginning. Let us then, who were the first to hope in Christ, praise God's glory. And you, because God, God's people, when you heard the true message, the good news that brought your salvation, you believe in Christ, and God put his stamp of ownership on you by giving you the Holy Spirit. He had promised. The spirit of the guarantee that we shall receive what God has promised his people and he's assured us that God will give you completely freedom and those who are his, let us praise his glory. For the reason ever since I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and the love of God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks to God. For you, I remember you in my prayers. Hallelujah. And ask the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, to give you spirit who will make you wise and relieve God, reveal God to you so that you will know him. I ask that your mind may be open to see his light so that you will know that in the hope of which he has called you, if you can underline, in the hope of which he has called you, how rich are the wonderful blessing of his promise to his people, and how very great his power at work in us who believe. This power working in us is the same as the mighty strength, which is used when raised Christ from the dead and seated him as a right side in a heavenly world. Christ ruled over above heavenly rulers, authorities, powers. The Lord, he has a title superior to all titles of authority in this world and the next. Hallelujah. God put all things under Christ's feet and gave him to the church as a supreme Lord over all things. The church is Christ's body. The completion of him who himself completed all things and everyone. As I was reading these verses, I was like, oh my goodness, yes, Lord, we have found our marketplace. We have realized why you called us. What you gave us was such love. We have embraced what you did for us on, on, on the cross of Calvary. And because you did that, we said yes to the call of your people to bring them from captivity, to bring them from a place where they feel less worthy, they feel not understood, they feel at the place where they are, they are coming from elsewhere the system is difficult everything is difficult bringing them and saying listen together with the one within us it is we are able the purpose of the marketplace it's for us to realize what jesus has done in our lives who knows what jesus has done in our life we know that he died on the cross for us. We know that he redeemed us from all sin. We know that he gave us the power to step on the serpent. We know that we have it in our hand. And we are using our marketplace. My question today is, what is your marketplace? 
as pastor was saying, Lillian, we shared the word of God, I was like, oh my goodness. I know I can speak to myself in my head. I know I can dream. I know that God has given me all that I need for the assignment that he's given me. He has given me all that I need. You are listening to me. Don't think I'm perfect. There are times where I say I'm quitting. There are times where I'm saying, no, this is enough. I always tell him I'm going to find a job. I'm writing my CV. This is really hard. This is really hard. There is time where I go home and I say, mm -mm 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 -mm. God, if this is what we called us for, no. Maybe you call someone else, not me. And I go to bed with my thinking of quitting and I wake up and I'm still on the assignment. And you know why I'm on the assignment? Because I have Jesus in me. Because I have his power in me. What I always tell myself is, as long as I have Christ in me, as long as I know that he died on the cross for me, as long as I know that I'm rooted in his power from Ephesians 1, I cannot be shaken. Yes, my body can shake. Yes, my mind can, sh my mind can shake. Yes, I can choose to go away. But what I know is that at the end of the day, as my husband, my husband say, the Holy Spirit will bring me back to his place. Our marketplace has been a place that has been a great challenge. Because your marketplace will challenge you to know who you really are. Your marketplace will bring out all the things <laughs> that you haven't worked on. Yes, people are expecting of you to do this and this and this, but you have to be rooted in a place where you say yes to everything. In the place where you say yes, they may slay me, but I know that the one who died for me is more than enough. I want to challenge you today. Yes, I we found our marketplace. Yes, Jabulani Food Court is growing. Yes, we have seen great things happening with our, in our own place. You know, Friday, pastor came and he was doing his work. And I was reminded how I came to know you, pastor. One day you walked through Jabulani. And for a long time, Elizabeth has been inviting me to the church because he knew, she knew that I didn't have any place to worship. Come to our church, we have a great church, very loving, it's a family. I'm like, Elizabeth, no. One day, I saw Pastor Steve walking through and Elizabeth said, that is our pastor. I say, a pastor? Who is coming to our marketplace? A pastor who's coming to see where we are? I was astonished. From there, we started the relationship with pastor, and here I am as a daughter of this house. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew that opening up our marketplace, we will have a place we call home today? Who knew that as we said yes those three, four years ago, this coffee will be served in the house of the Lord and every cup of coffee that you drink will be participating to the greater cause. Who knew that one day my daughter will be drumming on this drum? Who knew? Hallelujah. Who knew? Who 
knew that our relationship with God will be deepened? Who knew that we will start to call this a home and we'll start to find ourselves with a family that is really caring about what we are for? Who knew? Four years ago, it was just an initiative. Four years ago, it was just a thought of feeling like if we come together, we are better. But because we knew that we have Jesus, we knew that it was going to be okay. But we didn't know that today I will be on this pulpit and I will be talking to you about my Jesus, your Jesus, the one who can make your marketplace a place that you can rejoice. Who knew that today I will have so many faces that I know here. Who knew that Esther, 2022, 2022 years ago, she walked through the door of Jabulani. She had had an accident. She just moved to Plymouth. She was a cancer survivor then, but I think cancer have came back. She walked in and I was with Elizabeth and she came and sat with us. We didn't preach to her the word of God. We didn't show her the Bible, but you know what we show her? We show her the love of God. We welcome her in our place. We show her that we care. We show her that she was important. We show her that she belonged. And from there, Elizabeth took her and brought her here to the house of the Lord. And today she has a family. On Friday, I saw someone bringing a banner. She's working on her business. Can you believe that? She's working on her business. She's working on her brand. She's using the hand that the Lord has given her to craft things that are beautiful. But in that, in that journey, we didn't know when we said yes. We didn't know that Esther will come through. I didn't know that Elizabeth will be my sister. I didn't know that I will know so many people here. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. If I knew, probably that will give me an excitement. But I didn't know. So today I'm going to challenge you. What is your marketplace? What is this that is deep in your heart? that you know that you know that you know that no one else can do it. Because you know the word of God says that we are created uniquely. We are uniquely made by the hand of God. It means that what you have as a gift, no one else has it. What you have as a calling, no one else has it. So if we have found our marketplace, we came from Rwanda, we came as refugees. We came as people who didn't have a space. But we found our marketplace here in Plymouth. And we rooted ourselves. And we knew that God was with us. And we knew that we couldn't do it ourselves. And we gathered people around. We started to call. I mean, in Africa you drum. And people start coming. We started drumming. We started drumming. We start saying that there is possibilities. People can get well. People can be seen. People can have a voice. We started drumming. We didn't have anything else. We just had a drum. We didn't have anything else. We just had a drum. We started drumming. We started drumming. I'm asking yourself today where you are in your workplace. Where you go to work, if you work nine to five, praise the Lord. If you work any other time, praise the Lord. But I want to challenge you today to check and to understand 
that that is where your marketplace started. Today, where you are planted, don't just look at, oh my goodness, Jabo and Lillian have this thing and it is great and it's growing. No, we didn't start there. We started by saying yes. We have Jesus who can change the unchangeable. We have Jesus who can change the system of this world. Who can change? If, if you look where the world is today, do you think there is hope? And how can we sit in the church and do church every Sunday and do prayer meeting every Tuesday and think that is enough? No, it's not enough. No, it's not enough. It's not enough. Our Jesus, we are bringing him out. Your marketplace is where you are working. Your marketplace is in your office. Your marketplace is on your desk. Your marketplace in the Zoom where you are working. Your marketplace. And I'm telling you, we never preach the gospel. Yes, one time to time, we may talk about Jesus. We, people may say, Lillian, what do you have? What is that thing special about you? There is nothing special about me. I'm as broken as you are. And sometimes, I am as hard as you are. But I have Jesus. I have Jesus. And when they say, Lillian, what is special about you? I'm reminded, hallelujah. He makes all things work together for my good. He will make all things work together for your good. I'll have to have a little bit of water. Where are you planted? Let's go to 1 Peter. I'm going to make you read a lot of scripture today and I'm hoping that you're writing them somewhere because normally when we are in church, we kind of do things quickly and we go home and we go to business as usual, but today we're not going to business as usual. We are going to start a revolution. Amen. We are going to start a revolution of knowing that if we have Christ in us, if we have a mandate of knowing who's God in us, we cannot be silent. The world is challenging us. The economy is going down. Politician does have the answers, but we have. Hallelujah. Let's start from verse 10. I love this verse. Each one, as a good manager of God, have different gifts. Hallelujah. You must use for the good of the others. I'm reading for NIV. I'm not sure. Or good news. I'm not sure which one you're reading from. But each one, has a good as a good as a good manager of God, different gifts must use for the good of others the special gift he has received from God. We cannot sit knowing that we have gift from God, which is love, which is patience. You can you can name them one by one, all the gifts that you know that you have from God, and sit there quietly not using them. I was so challenged, and I was so happy when my sister came here last week and talking about the coffee morning on Thursday. 
And I was like, wow, a coffee morning that started with four or five people, now have 26 people. Do you know that this time next year, we may have a full house coming for the coffee house? Who knows how many lives will be changed? Who knows that yes, that this lady of this church has given will be a, a place to the community. Those are your gifts. The gift of baking a cake, the gift of listening, the gift of knowing that where you are as a child of God, you are not a normal person. You are special. You are powerful. There is nothing that is impossible. Everything that you speak shall come to pass. Why? Because you have the power of God in you. Whoever preaches must preach God's message. Whoever, whoever serves must serve with the strength that God gives him. So pastor, Steve can be here preaching and I can be happily serving within Jabulani, sweeping the floor, saving the customers, singing about the love of God, showing the love for the lost, making sure that they know that they are loved, that they are valued. That is my contribution. And we do that with the strength that God gives us. So that in all things we pray, we, all things may praise, may be given to God through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. I'm challenging you today to understand what is your marketplace. I was speaking to one of my sister yesterday and she said something that was powerful. She said, you know, it's been a while. I've been working with God, and I've been struggling at work, and work has becoming difficult. I'm finding I'm pressured. I'm finding I'm not enjoying being in, in that place. But I went through a season of being close to God, and suddenly I challenged myself to start seeing that place of work as a place that God is giving me to train me to where I'm going, to train me to the mandate that is giving me next. And as soon as I started to change my mind and thinking where, wow, this is a marketplace for me. I can do better. Instead of mourning, I'm going to pray for those my co-workers. Instead of mourning, I'm going to be praying for them. Instead of mourning, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to bring the love of Jesus to the place that I'm working. And everything changes. And she said, now I'm, I'm full of power. Now when I go to work, I feel like I am, I am going with a purpose. And I say, yes, sister, you have found your marketplace. That is your marketplace. That is where God wants to plant you for him to take you from that plantation and take you to the next level. When we started Jabulani, we didn't know that we'll have all this accolade. We didn't know that today there are some people in Rwanda who will be benefiting from what we're doing. We didn't know that Plymouth will be our home and Rwanda is our motherland and that we will be sharing the love between those two continents. We didn't know that. But you know what we did? We said yes. I'm challenging someone today. You know you have a gift from God. You know you've been called for a time like this. You know that God is telling you to do more. You know that there is something that you have that no one else has. 
You know that when you speak, people he stop and listen. You know that when you, hallelujah. You know that when you are in a place, you can discern the kind of spirit that's in that place. And you start praying. And you start seeing things change. You know that you bring a little bit of love for those who need love. You know that your existence is something that is different. I'm challenging you today. Don't live here and go home the same. We started with saying yes. Today, we have hundreds of hundreds of people who have passed through us and who have seen the impact of what we're doing. Can we go to the next slide? Our mission is service to others. In Matthew, it speaks really well of what is our mission. As Christian, we can say the pulpit is the only place that we can talk about the word of God. We can say when we have something in church is the only way we can talk about God. No. 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 The politician need us. The council need us. The hospitals need us. Where are you planted? Where is that God has put you? How? How can you change the course of that place? I want you to believe that everything that you need is in you. God has given you already. He has equipped you for a time like this. He has given you the strength to do the things that you do, but to do it so beautifully that it can change people's lives. Without preaching, you can be in a care home, caring about somebody, and they will know that your hand is special. Why? Because you have the gift within you. You can be treating someone who's not well. We can sit here and say the NHS is going down. But as Christian, two, three, can start praying about the NHS. We can start praying about, about the, the, the health workers. We can start praying about the doctors. We can start praying about the pharmacists who are the front of every single day receiving these people who are frustrated. There is no way we can see the whole country going through mental health crisis. And we are a church who's sitting and who's saying we are safe in these four walls. We are safe because we know Jesus. And our Jesus is only ours. No, he's not only ours. He died for the whole world. Yes. So whoever who believes, we receive and will be transformed. I was reminded by Moses when he was, he was taking the children of Israel. Hallelujah. He got to the Red Sea and everything was completely finished. He couldn't see where to go next. He didn't know what to do. And the Lord asked him, what do you have in your hand? If today the Lord asks us, what do you have in your hand? What are we going to say? For some, there is music. For some, is the person who seated beside you. For some, is the holding of the hand. For some, is the listening ear. For some, is the technology, the power that the Lord has given you. There is no way as a church, as we are going to, the, to end this service, there is no way as a church, we just sit and do business as usual. There is a reason that Pastor Steve, God gave him the revelation of mission month for October. 
there is something that the Lord is doing in the church. And as children of God, if we are not careful, if we are doing the business as usual, it will pass us. And guess what? It might pass, but someone around the corner may take the call. My prayer this morning is that we hear the voice of the Lord and we say yes. And the Lord is asking us this morning, what do you have in your hand? Because what you have in your hand is powerful. It's going to make some people pass through the Red Sea with nothing, with a clear and dry space. We have seen it happen in our life. As we close, as we close, I want us to take a minute to think about our mission. Are you creating any positive impact in the world around you? You can write these verses. I didn't have time to go through them all. And you can meditate them by yourself. Our mission is to bring light to the world because we have the light in us. We cannot sit and see the enemy coming in the house of the Lord and stealing our joy, stealing our power, stealing what we have and taking it away and seeing us as people who are not able. No, we refuse. We are able to do mission. We are able to start from the place where we are planted. Our marketplace is our house. From your house, from your household, from your wife, your children, your niece, your nephews. You start from there and listen to the voice of the Lord within you. I don't know what you've been praying for. But I know that this month will not end without the revelation that God has for his people. If you are here and you know that God has called you for a greater call, for something that is bigger than you, for something that when you think about it, you get scared, I want you to lift your hand. The person who's telling you this, didn't know that what was going to come for her, but here I am today. If you know that God has called you for a greater thing, please don't be shy. Let us have five minutes or two minutes. If God is speaking to you through the Holy Spirit, and telling you that you were created for such a time like this. And as the, the world is going down, us as children of God, we are rising. The power within us is rising. We cannot do that if we are not igniting the fire within us. I spoke about Ephesians so that you can understand who you are in Christ. The mission is great, but the one in you is greater. If you can, I don't know, if you're free, I don't know, Pastor Steve, we still, we still have time. We know we have men of God here who are powerful, who can lay hand on you, who can encourage you. Can, I, can we just take a step of faith and walk forward? 
Because there is a reason when someone stand up and walk forward and come to the altar and say, I'm bringing the mission that God has given me. Because we have to be bold. We have to be bold to step in. Please come. Please come. The world is waiting for you. Plymouth is waiting for you. The place where you're living is waiting for you. Devonport is waiting for you. Sambudo is waiting for you. Your place of work is waiting for you. Children are waiting for you. Mothers are waiting for you. Services around Plymouth are waiting for us. Pastor Steve. Please, for those who can come and help us pray, let us hold each other's faith. Let us use the fire that is within us this morning. Let us believe for greater things for this house, Restore Church. Let us believe that God is assigning us for a time like this because he has a great provision. Provision doesn't come from east of west. Provision comes from the Lord. He's bringing light, he's bringing power. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your sons and daughters, Lord, who have said yes for the mission that you have given them, who have said yes to the great I am that is within them, who have refused to be shy to the power of darkness, who have taken the mantle to change the course of this world, Lord. Father, we thank you for the mission that you are creating this morning. We thank you for ministries that you are opening, Lord. We thank you for business that you are expanding, Father. We thank you for the provision of financial provision that you are giving to your children. We thank you for the spirit that you are giving to your children. The power to change the course of life. Father, we believe in you. Father, we believe in you. The Lord is asking you, what do you have in your hand? Trust it. He's going to multiply it. He's going to exceed your expectation because it's not your assignment, it's his assignment. He just called you for you to say yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. And as you say yes, he's holding your hand. For the young people who are in here, know that you are, you are special. You are not like any other person. You are a younger person who's from a generation that is going to change the course of this city. Father, we're prophesying on our young people. We pray that you will make them great, Lord. 
In the face of anxiety and everything that is facing them, they will stand out, O oh Lord. They will hold the mantle of light and they will take the great mission. You don't need to be perfect. You don't need to speak perfectly. Look at me, I stumble, I read and I stumble, but yet the Lord has entrusted me. He will do the same to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We praise your name and we're anticipating the great thing that you're doing. In Jesus' name.